Welcome to Building a Better Bond, a Fiber Bond podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Building a Better Bond. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. On today's episode of Fiber Bonds podcast, we're digging into the biggest change in the workplace, regardless of industry, at least in my opinion, and that would be the use and impact of data. It definitely shouldn't be underestimated, especially in manufacturing, where data can make operations more efficient, innovative, and of high quality. But getting to that point requires continuous, almost daily improvement through the use of data. So how do you ingrain that information into your daily routine as a manufacturer? Here to give his take on that answer is Nathan George, Director of Manufacturing Analytics and Optimization at Fiberbond. Nathan, great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am super. It is a happy Friday when we're recording this and uh, talking about one of my favorite things, the impact of data, regardless of industry. It's, uh, it's definitely a good conversation to be having, so I'm excited to jump in. I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's look at just data in general. I think the biggest barrier to productive data use is just misunderstanding what data is actually important, right? Like which kinds of analytics are really going to impact your business. So how do you see the modern business using data today? And what would you say are some of the most common mistakes or pitfalls where people don't utilize it or look for the right data correctly? Um, I would say the most common mistakes would be not collecting data long enough for a long enough period of time, uh, not gathering holistic data. So you may decide to collect data to try to tackle a certain issue or understand a certain issue, but you may do it for a week. And then whatever those results are, that's what you go with. And a lot of times you need um, you need a few, at least a few weeks, maybe a month uh, before you can know that you're using holistic data to, to make a decision and, and to move forward with. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know I've had plenty of conversations with thought leaders in specific kinds of data aggregation. So let's just look at AI, for example. Um, and a lot of the data scientists I've spoken to say that, you know, if a company doesn't approach um, capturing their data from a really like goal-minded um, perspective and you know they don't approach it by looking at what are the main issues we want to solve and how can data approach that and you know and, but they flip it and they just look at let's gather as much data as possible and then go from there that's typically where data capturing almost becomes more of a burden than anything yes and you know most of my background is um, on the production floor uh, in the manufacturing setting so and a lot of your data that you collect is going to come from uh, the people on the floor. So, you know, their main job is to produce whatever it is that you your company makes. So you don't want to, whatever data collection method you're using, you don't want it to become a significant burden on that group. Um, so you don't want to do something that takes away from their daily responsibilities, but you also want it to be holistic enough that gives you uh, the information that you're looking for to solve whatever whatever your objectives are. So that's, that's always the challenge and, and, and gathering enough data, but also doing it as efficiently as possible to not interfere with the day-to-day activities. So what would you say makes good data or, you know, good analytics for a business specifically in manufacturing? What do you see really driving the most value? Well, like you said earlier, whatever data you collect, you want to build that 
around whatever you're trying to solve. So if you're trying to understand uh, your production downtime, then the data you collect needs to be built around that. It needs to be useful data that's going to help answer that question. What is causing my production downtime? Uh, you don't want it to be 20 different items you're trying to collect and only half of them have to do with the topic. So as you said earlier, understanding your your end goal beforehand is is critical. Um, so some of the things I've done in the past uh, to collect data have been, uh, for example, uh, trying to understand production downtime. Uh, we had multiple assembly lines, uh, around 25 different assembly lines and, and 80 or so machining centers. And it's difficult without having some way to collect data to throughout the course of the day to understand exactly what people on an assembly line or somebody running a machining center go through and what causes them to uh, not have that spindle running 100% of the time or, you know, not not keeping the assembly line moving 100% of the time. It's, it's hard to have enough uh, supervisors or lead people or whoever to go around and capture that information. So having some way at that place of work to, to capture that and in a way that helps answer the question, what is causing me downtime, has been very, very, very beneficial. Um, in the past, I've used something as simple as, as pen and paper to record this information and then logging into a database. Um, that's obviously not the most uh, sought-after way because it, it, it is, does mean you touch the data more instead of spending your time analyzing it. But it, it really could be as simple as that. And from that, we've been able to use that information to feed back into a capacity model to understand exactly what is keeping me from um, fulfilling my commitments to my customers. And if I'm 60% efficient, then I've got 40% of my hours that I'm not using to fulfill those orders to my customers. And understanding that has helped uh, helped significantly in closing the gaps in a capacity model when you look at your the demand on your business you know, day in and day out and, and each month, it's helped and close that gap between um, that demand and the hours that I've got available to fulfill that demand. Right, which is huge because, I mean, especially manufacturing, time is money, right? The more exactly. efficient you can be on the floor or, um, you know, during the the shipment process or the order processing process, like any touch point in manufacturing needs efficiency uh, because the name of the game is the more product you can pump out, the better, right? And if it can stay at high quality and can increase in speed, then you're you're doing good. So yeah, so yeah it's, uh, it's definitely a balancing act. So how have you found a way to get that data to promote continuous improvement specifically at FiberBond? Because that, that's really what we're talking about here. It's not just how data is useful, but how you get it to the point where people are looking at that data and making big business decisions almost at a daily, um, you know, at, at a daily pace. So give me some of that insight. How have you found a way to get that improvement at a daily pace at FiberBond specifically? Yeah, so at FiberBond, we... Um, we first took a look at what do we want to solve? What is our, what is our number one issue that we want to understand and, and be able to take that issue and, and break it into digestible components to actually start attacking those and, and, and permanently solving whatever issues we're facing. So that way, um, you know, we continue to get more efficient each day and each month and each year. 
And that was to take a look at our overall uh, production hours and to understand uh, not just downtime, uh, because in the business of fiber bond, it, it's downtime is a big deal, but it's it's also um, if I've got a group, they may be working and they may not necessarily be facing any issues, but they're running into stuff that's taking them longer than they thought it would. So why? What can we do to close that gap between what we thought we could do this in and what it's actually taken us? And so we're, and then in addition to that, you know, rework and and things along that that nature can be significant in in the um, in the e house business as well. So just trying to come up with a way to collect that on a grand scale was was the first challenge. You know, we identified the the problem, and then how do we collect this? Well, we don't want to do it on pen and paper. We don't want um, our leadership team or or anyone on the floor having to spend a significant amount of time collecting this data and and as large as Firebind is, you'd have somebody full time trying to key this information in. So um, there's a there's a tool called uh, Microsoft Power Apps that we that essentially allows you to create a custom app um, to collect data or uh, record information. And um, we created a simple app that answers just a handful of questions. And allows us to track uh, downtime or uh, excess time, so to speak, based on a predetermined category. So we may have, you know, a couple dozen reasons for uh, common reasons for lost time or inefficient time, and typically something that somebody on the floor faces would fall under one of those categories or reasons, and. It's allowed us on a grand scale across all areas of the business in regards to production hours. It's allowed us to collect information easily and quickly. So anyone that has this app can step aside and then within a minute record information uh, that explains what they faced uh, that has caused them inefficient uh, time, whether it be within the welding process, whether it be within the painting process, whether it be within um, electrical or conduit, so on and so forth, even in shipping. And it's allowed us to understand, hey, we we thought that we would have this this building ready to, to ship today, but it's going to end up being tomorrow because of this reason. And so it's allowed us to, on a grand scale, capture that and take a step back and look at the data holistically and understand what are our largest impacts across the business and then try to understand those impacts and how can we permanently mitigate or, or eliminate those. Yeah, I mean, obviously you mentioned that it would take a full-time employee to you know, manage all of this data if there wasn't a lot of automation in place and you know you didn't have the right tools to sift through the data um, you know, before it ever makes it to a person. But even then, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done with that data. And even if it is useful... You have to get people on board that this information is going to be useful and they need to implement it um, at a daily pace like we've been talking about. So did it take a cultural shift within the company to get everyone on board with utilizing all this kind of data? Did you have to spend time educating everyone on on the use of it and how to best approach using that data? We did. We spent quite a bit of time up front um, educating everyone, just not ha- just not on how to use the app, but what do each of the data points mean? Uh, right. while we're trying to record those um, 
the benefits of it. So trying to explain, okay, let's say that, you know, if, if equipment being down or not enough equipment is our number one issue, well, how do you justify going out and, and making that large purchase? And this allows us to financially justify that. We know exactly from an hour standpoint what that lack of equipment or, or always broken equipment costs us, not in terms of only uh, labor hours, but in terms of lost revenue as well, because anytime you're not producing, you're losing revenue right? alongside of the, the added cost. So, um, and, and with anything new, it takes a little time to build habit. And we're still in that phase of building habit on uh, recording everything that we come across that causes us lost time. But uh, we can, I see traction each week. So I'm tracking this on how many entries and how many hours we're recording each week. And and I can see that week over week, we're getting better and better. Um, and the better we get, the more holistic our our look at this problem will be. And that'll let us know when we get ready to solve the top item or the top handful of items that, you know, we'll be confident that when we do solve those, we're going to see a measurable impact on the business. I know you mentioned a specific Microsoft tool. Are there any other literal softwares or specific technologies that are helping power this data capture, uh, whether that's um, full sort of integrated hardware solutions that, you know, the manufacturing equipment you're actually using has built in data capture? Um, is it specific softwares? Uh, yeah, give me a little more insight on the actual tools you're using. Yeah, at this time, it, it is really just uh, for the data capture, the, the Microsoft uh, Power Apps tool. Um, and then, of course, the data analytics is is really mostly through Excel at this point. Um, nothing, uh, the only tie-in to our ERP system right now is um, we do, when we record data, we record the the job number. So what that allows us to do is link into our, our ERP system and pull other information associated with that job out of our ERP system and attach it to our data. So we may be recording, you know, six or seven data points for an entry but we can pull out another dozen or two dozen, whatever we want, uh, data points out of our ERP system that are associated with that that job. And um, I do hope to expand on the way we collect data in the future, but really that would be on an as-needed basis because at this point this is serving the purpose very well. It's it's limited time, a limited time burden on those that are recording the data. And it's really at this for me analyzing the data. It's been a limited time burden on burden on me as well, um, and that's ultimately what I wanted because I want in the end I want the majority of our time being spent on solving these issues and not collecting the data and trying to understand what it's telling us and and are we even collecting the data right? Um, I wanted that to be taken care of on the front end easily. And have you felt that these tools um, have grown alongside the manufacturing industry in any sort of collaborative sense? Or, you know, do you do you see that there's an impact in when you give feedback um, to, um, you know, whether it's the manufacturers of the equipment that you actually use uh, on the floor or to, you know, like Microsoft for these tools, do you see any feedback get implemented? And is there is there that open conversation about how can we perfect this product, this software, this hardware? Uh, there's, I wouldn't say that at this point there's any open conversation with between the manufacturers 
or the developers of the tools that we use. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely tell um, just in past experience and moving from and going through the beginning processes of moving from one ERP system to the other. Right. And even something as simple as using Kronos for timekeeping, the their newest um, cloud-based version is, has so much hours and data analytics tacked on, at, you know, bolted on as tools that it's, it's easy to see that as companies come out with newer versions of ERP systems or timekeeping systems or um, you name it, they're adding these analytic data analytic features as just standard features because the way business is moving is you need to understand your data whatever that means, what, no matter what part of the business, you need to understand it and you need to be able to quickly manipulate it to make decisions and to make not just decisions, you know, on a monthly basis, but strategic decisions that may, may develop a strategy that lasts all year or, uh, three or four years. Um, and, and I think most manufacturers of software tools, and even equipment realize that and are incorporating that into the, into their designs. Well, Nathan, just to kind of wrap up the conversation and look a little into the future, where do you see data taking the manufacturing industry in the next few years? Because I know we're really in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution where we're starting to see way more automation and um you know, a, a continued push for efficiency on the manufacturing floor. And I'm interested in, in knowing, at least from y'all's perspective, how you think data is going to continue to to make the fourth revolution, the fourth industrial revolution, a reality and really emphasize the need for automation and the need for as many data touch points as possible. With manufacturing being a global industry, it's you're always competing against not only competitors from other countries or other continents. Um, you're you're competing with maybe internally. You may have I've I've come from a a company that we had a, we had plants in other countries that you know they may have um, they may be able to provide lower wages, but a competitive advantage for us could be competing internally. Could be understanding where our weak points are and focusing all of our efforts on solving those weak points to allow us to be more efficient, to allow us to still compete, um, not just with uh, direct business competitors, but with internal competitors as well. And I, I just think that, you know, as as uh, cost becomes more of a focus globally, being able to pinpoint your issues and understand your biggest issues so that way you you spend all of your efforts on those largest cost impacts will be crucial in staying competitive globally and even if even if you don't have competition globally other competitors within the states are are going to be doing the same thing they're going to be collecting data uh, trying to understand that data and trying to determine the best ways to go about eliminating their their issues um, and their largest cost impacts and uh, if you're not playing along with that and if you're not um, if you're not trying to do the same thing you're going to fall behind and right. continue to fall behind and then uh, you know one day wake up and realize what you should have been doing all along and then it's too late at that point because everyone else is so far ahead of you so 
I don't see that changing. I just, I see it growing. I see the need to um, not just collect data, but understand it and help everyone else in the company understand why it's important and the benefits and how much it can help to make everyone's lives a little easier. You know, I, I see that being more and more critical each year. Well, Nathan, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode of Building a Better Bond and, you know, giving this podcast a data spin. You know, this is the first time on this podcast that we've explored this topic. Um, and I think as we progress with Building a Better Bond, we'll probably bring you back on to get deeper into the weeds, right? Analyze some of the really technical specifics of how data is impacting the manufacturing industry and impacting your day-to-day flow at FiberBond. But till then, I'd like to thank you again for joining us and for providing your insight. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to spending time with you again. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of Building a Better Bond. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, you can head to FiberBond, that's F-I-B-R-E-B-O-N-D, dot com slash podcasts or you can find our podcast on apple podcasts and spotify i'm your host daniel litwin the voice of b2b till next time